0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Jocelyn. And it's time
1: to hate watch of this. Welcome to our show about the things we love, and the things we hate, and the things we love to hate, and the things we love so much we have to talk about them twice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This episode is a rare treat called Kirstie and Kelsey recorded one episode and then had regrets.
1: (laughs) This episode is also called Kelsey was right all along.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the real reason you wanted to do this twice was just so that you could be right for an entire episode? Um,
1: no, because I think I shouted more about things that I'd missed
0: than you did, but (laughs) that's fair. It doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Before we jump into the super secret surprise of what we're going to talk about again. Yeah. Um, what's your core core? Um,
1: my core core is <laughs> continuing the theme of bringing Sussex News like late to the geek party. <laughs> and yes. it is the delight that was Prince Harry's James Corden segment. And I, yes. I have no business dealing with James Corden, <laughs> but
0: yeah, we don't do late night.
1: What a rare treat! And I'm so enjoying watching like the spectacle of them and their PR machine just going to work. Yeah, and Archie got a waffle maker for Christmas from the Queen, <laughs> That's all I have which to is say all about Kelsey
0: that. has ever wanted in life. <laughs> Truly. Like I think if Kelsey got a waffle maker from the Queen, she would just die. Yeah, I think so. Do you think it has yeah. like a,
1: a monogram? Like, on it?
0: (laughs) I know, they were, um, I think it was James Corden was making jokes, either that or the, um, group chat I'm in that was talking about it later in the day. Someone was making jokes about the Queen being on Amazon, and I was like, they probably can soul-source waffles, like, (laughs) they probably don't
1: even need. Well, like, Meghan Markle does not need the Queen to buy her a waffle maker, either. That's
0: fair. That's also fair.
1: But, what a gift. Also... He can rope climb, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was in the military.
1: I'm not normally attracted to Prince Harry, but I was like, huh? Well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's fit. He is fit. Also, it was very funny the way that he just kept saying, come on. Come on. (laughs) In that, like, high-pitched little voice. Yep.
1: (laughs) Um, If anyone was wondering if they're thriving, they're thriving.
0: They're living their best lives. And not only are they living their best lives, but they are now also rolling out their best business strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's like total one-upsmanship. Like, they are just being so cool and so casual and just showing everybody up.
1: You know, it's well-deserved. Yeah. So,
0: that's my core core. That's a good one. (laughs) I feel like at some point in time I maybe had one, but I don't know. Oh, here's one. I got to watch another episode of Flight Attendant. You did. That's great. Right. Yeah, you know how we always talk about how I'm going to go back to shows and then I never do? Mm-hmm. Well, I made my way back. I found an opening in my schedule and I watched a second episode of Flight Attendant and I'm very excited to keep watching it. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it.
1: I finished it a couple weeks ago, but I really, like, made it last, and I would only watch one episode at a time, like, a couple nights in between, really tried to make it, you know,
0: work. I think that last. was, like,
1: the prime way to digest it,
0: for yeah, me, at least, do... because
1: it, it asks a lot of you.
0: Yeah, I definitely couldn't binge it. Mm-hmm. When I was watching it the other night, um, I was still cleaning when that episode ended, and I did think about letting a second one start, and then I was like... That's too long of a commitment, Mm -hmm. but also that's too, it's like, it was like 10.30 at night at that point, and this is not like a 10.30 at night show. No. But it's it's great. It's really great. Zero complaints other than I can't watch it more frequently.
1: I'm really proud of you for
0: going back to it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Do, Speaking of things we're going back to, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Do
1: you want to reveal what it is, or should we reveal it via song?
0: Oh gosh, are you gonna to sing to me? He's
1: here. He's there. He's every fucking where I can. Where I can. Nicely done.
0: <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, that was just a peek inside the Slack channel. <laughs> At least 10% of the texts Kelsey sends me on any given day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so pure. So pure. So we are bringing Ted Lasso out of relegation. Yeah. Out of hate watch relegation to talk about it again.
1: So the first time we talked about Ted Lasso, I had fallen in love with it. And I had seen it twice. Yeah. Kirstie had seen it once during a troubling time. <laughs> For us all, to be fair. <laughs> the insurrection ruined my Megxit anniversary, and it ruined <laughs> Kirstie's headlasso watching, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, no many wins. The other thing I really wanted to enjoy that week that I had no time to enjoy because of the insurrection was the Kardashian divorce news. Mm-hmm. Cause that news broke that morning and then Whoops. And then it was like, never mind. So and now it's not fun anymore. No. No. <laughs> you get like a very narrow window for the memes, and then after that it's just mean. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um so now we're all in a slightly different place. I don't want to say better, because that's a bold stretch. That's a bold stretch. But we're all in a different place now. And I've watched Ted Lasso for a second time. And what did you think the second time? <laughs> the second time, I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> it was a, a joyful experience. <laughs> and what I will say about it is, it, it, I feel like I could very easily be pulled into the Parks and Rec loop, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where the finale ends and you just immediately go into the pilot and Mm -hmm. just, you know. I'm coming to you for my third (laughs) rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I could do it indefinitely, and it's helped significantly by the fact that there's only 10 episodes, Mm. so you can. Yes. Like, I, both times I watched it, I did it in like a day and a half.
1: Yeah, Kirstie, like, spontaneously decided to rewatch it, and we both watched, like, four of them one night till like, yeah. way too late. Yeah,
0: definitely stayed up too
1: late, yeah. but worth it. And I crushed, like, four last night, and it's so easy to do. It's, like,
0: yeah, delightful. <laughs> yeah, it's so delightful. <laughs> I was also, so in preparation for this, I listened to the first episode we recorded about it because we didn't want to be too redundant. Yeah. We knew there was a lot of stuff we hadn't yelled about so we wanted to make sure we were somewhat thoughtful about it. And the thing that I do think is interesting is listening back to it, even though I was saying that I didn't have like an emotional connection, I was very much talking like somebody who did. <laughs> yeah. You'll recall Kirsty cried. <laughs> I did cry. <laughs> um, which doesn't happen often on the podcast, And by not often, we mean that's never happened. Never happened. In (laughs) 150-something episodes. Um, So, I don't know. I think there's, like... I feel like my relationship with the show has a a lot of similarities to, like, Rebecca in particular, but a lot of other people's relationship with Ted. Mm -hmm. Where it's like you almost don't know how to deal with something so pure, so you just like mm-hmm. cut it off from yourself as a defense mechanism. Yeah, we were joking last night that Kirsty is the
1: Rebecca and I'm the Keeley who just like comes in and is like, "Yes, absolutely, I'm on board. What can I do? What can I do?" <laughs> yeah, I think
0: that I think that's what happened. I think there's like two reactions to this, and yeah. I had the Rebecca reaction, and I maybe we talked about this in the first episode, but when the show first came out. And all the critics were talking about it. It seemed like that was true of critics also, where, like, some people it didn't hit with them the first try, and it did the second try. And some people were instantly just infatuated with it.
1: It definitely hits different the second time around. And then the third time around, you watch the finale and you just, like, weep the entire <laughs> went
0: through I almost it'll be interesting to see how I feel the third time because that's inevitable because I almost had this feeling the second time that I wished I could watch it for the first time again.
1: I think it's richer on the second time around, though. like there's so it's more dense than you think it yes. is. it's there's a lot more there. And I think when you're not being like hit in the face with the ten, yeah
0: you can like when you understand Ted a little bit yeah yeah there definitely was a lot of acting especially from Ted that I didn't catch the first time around Mm -hmm. um especially in those first couple episodes before you meet his wife yeah there's like so much more there yeah than I gave credit for the first time I mean, it's a little jarring the first time. It's there's it just like hits you. Yeah, it comes out the gate strong, which I know we said already, mm-hmm. but it just the the second time around, it really does not feel like such a blunt force. No,
1: I think that's true, but I also think it's like hard because it's bridging this like. British sense of humor and this American sense of humor and I think you just don't like know what to do with that because yeah. like when I watch Dairy Girls for example I know where that fits yeah. and I know what to expect and I know what I had to expect when I turn on Parks and Rec and this was sort of like trying to do a dance to encompass both which I think it does yeah it does it really effectively successfully but it, I think that's part of the jarringness of it, is, like, I just trying to, in your
0: brain, figure out where it lives. If there wasn't that coupled with all of the emotional stuff. I think the fact that it, like, lays bare so many emotions, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, like, the entire core of the storytelling is just, like, the very, like, fundamental feelings behind relationships... Yeah. And I think, like, that is also very distracting on top of <laughs> everything. Because <laughs> I, yes. I feel like in other stories, like, people's feelings are often at the core of narrative. That's not, like, groundbreaking. But I feel no. like in other stories, it's tempered a little bit more by, like... Plot? Plot, yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, sort of <laughs> trivial plots that sort of, like... Like, we're going to send these two characters on a side quest so that they can have, like, a fun Mm -hmm. time. And then at the end, you'll get three sentences between them where they resolve their problem. Right. But this is like, no, we're just here for the feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Everything
1: that unfolds is just a stop on the feelings journey. Yeah
0: all feelings all the time. Mhm. So we have like a list of things that we wanted to talk about. Yes. How how do you want to tackle it? Where do you want to start? Well, you made the list. Yeah, but you So c- do you want to c-
1: frame up like what you were envisioning?
0: Um, I wasn't really envisioning anything. I feel like this is okay. this is a list that could be recategorized in any given way depending on what you wanted to tackle first. I feel like the primary thing we talked about when we were forming this was that we didn't get to spend enough time on Rebecca and Keely. And you wanted to dive in on some of that. And then, like, the wandering road of conversation that we had also touched on a bunch of other topic areas (laughs) (laughs) that, like, can (laughs) fall under those two if we want to frame it that way. So I, I don't know. We could start anywhere. Okay. I mean I think you should just start at the
1: top of this list and we can okay. figure it all out. Alright.
0: So I guess that means we're gonna talk about Rebecca stuff. Because yeah. we didn't talk about Rebecca like at all. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think she's one of the characters that benefits from the rewatch. Yes. Absolutely. Because there's a lot more going on that you don't always notice. But her narrative is, like, she's hard and mean and has this whole, like, bad guy streak as trying to, like, bring down the football team because it's her ex-husband's team and she wants him to have some revenge. Or she wants to have some revenge on him. And... In the process of doing so, that's why she hires Ted, because she thinks he's going to tank the team. And then Ted gets to her like he does everyone. And she sort of realizes that what she's been doing is not actually helpful to her or anyone. And, um, like, there are there is value in the team still, I think, is part of what she comes to learn by the end of it yeah and yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so the the things that we we sort of put out like four things about rebecca that are tracked in this season Mm -hmm. which is her growth as a friend her growth as the team manager specifically um her growth as someone like rediscovering herself post-divorce because mm-hmm. it's not even just like she's having to learn how to be a better person. I think what I appreciated on the second rewatch is that there's more of it that's about like it this the Rebecca storyline was never Rebecca is a cold ice queen who needs to yeah. have her heart opened. The story was this is somebody who is suffering a lot of hurt and has lost herself through a lot of bad yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, her coming back to her senses, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth category was sort of, like, what she learns from Ted, which I would argue is connected heavily to the third category. Yeah. Um, <sighs> do you want to take a moment to touch <laughs> on the uh, your, like, favorite connection that you made? My Meghan Markle connection. Yes. So
1: um this is more of a of a Ted Lasso feature here, but I feel like Ted Lasso is a proxy for Meghan Markle and Rebecca is like Britain <laughs> as a culture. And Meghan Markle is obviously famous now for talking about how, like, she tried to, like, adopt the British stiff upper lip and, like, couldn't function like that. And she's like, I think it's really damaging to you. (laughs) I think it's, like, a healthy way to be. Uh, And obviously that was, like, challenging. And as an American coming into the UK and into this culture, I just feel like Ted Lasso, conveniently, (laughs) also comes in here with all of his... Emotions and wellness behaviors, and is like, this doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> Maybe we should all cry more. And I know I said I said in the first episode that Ted Lasso was a show made for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry to watch together. But I also think it is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Kelsey, chip that idea to me was their game to end the, this. British stiff yes. upper lip um, which I do think is interesting I guess in this like audience proxy way that you're getting at but I think like it's more interesting that Ted is a man doing this Yes, and that yes. Like, like so much of it is all the show is all about male vulnerability and like vulnerability mm-hmm. in general but like it goes to great strides to make men vulnerable in a lot of different ways and I do think it's yes. so striking that um, that Ted is the one to break her down by being very nice <laughs> by being like nice yeah. and emotionally available
1: yeah well you see Rebecca like go through the literal stages of being like no this is stupid or like no I can handle this to actually being like oh I can be vulnerable and I can Like, hug him in his office in front of the whole team, and it's okay. But I love that, like, over time she loosens up a lot, and I think, like, um, it's from the point of, like, the, um, thing they do with the haunted training room (laughs) where she participates in that, that's, like, really the trigger point for her to sort of come around and actually participate in the team a little bit. And she does it slowly. Like she does that first and then she goes on a Liverpool trip and she goes out to karaoke and she has a really, I think to your point about like it being more than just like her job and the team. Like she has this whole thing with her friend about how she basically ditched her friend and her friend's kid for like years because she was so wrapped up in her marriage and then it crumbled, and then she's like, well, now what? So
0: That scene, like, um, is, like, burned into my brain, because I just, on, like, a friendship level, love the moment when mm-hmm. Rebecca is, like, being self-pitying, and she says, that man took so much for me, and her friend, without skipping a beat, just goes, no.
1: <laughs> and goes on yep. this, like... She's like, you made all so many yeah. choices to get here. She's
0: like, yeah, he was a bad husband, and you had a bad relationship, but you made those choices. <laughs> And I Mm -hmm. just, I love that they took the time and the opportunity to show somebody, like, speaking a truth to their friend and then being like, uh, having the other person then actually apologize for it. And it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's not like a big drama. There's no tension after. It's just like, like, hey, you need
0: to be real about what you did. And Rebecca's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I do need to be real about that. And then everybody can move on.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think like she has that whole experience. And then um, there's like little things where like Ted has the whole team right out. Hi. yes. <laughs> on the, or hello, on the grass and she walks into her office and goes out the window and she's like, really? And he's like, good morning! And she's like, hi!
0: <laughs> so I love that. That's an, There's like a handful of small moments that stick out to me and that's one of them. Yeah, Because there's a scene on the Liverpool trip where Keely is talking to the friend and the yep. friend is saying like, this is not Rebecca, this is not what she's like and she describes yeah. Rebecca as being silly and there's, mm-hmm. oh, she ha- uses a couple other ways to describe her. But the point being that, like, Rebecca is this, like, fun, like, funny, spirited person with, like, a sense of humor. Not, yeah. like, a frigid ice queen. And that struck me a lot on the second watch. Because it's the first time that you really get the sense that anybody knew Rebecca before the team. That, like, there was a person before the team. Yeah. But Keely also, yeah. like takes it with a grain of salt. Like, she looks, after the friend says this, she sort of looks off in Rebecca's direction and looks a little skeptical. Yeah. And I feel like it's because there's a recognition that, like, Rebecca's also not 100% that person anymore either. And then, if you pair Mm -hmm. that, like, description of her as being, like, fun and silly, there's the moment where, or a few episodes before, where Keely... Finds out that there are paparazzi photos of Rebecca shirtless on a yacht and asks to see them. <laughs> and Keely yes. is just like going off about how great her boobs are. And Rebecca like mm-hmm. genuinely starts laughing, and it's the first time you really see a break in that character. And then mm-hmm. there's that moment where like she's annoyed but enjoying it when they're spelling hello yeah. on the field. Yeah. And then there's, like, all of these little moments afterwards where you can see her, like, genuinely smile in spite of herself. Yeah. And, again, it's, like, they took the time and the care to, like, give you these tiny little cracks in the facade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, this show, made in a different spirit, wouldn't have bothered with her. In any real way. Which would be wrong.
0: (laughs) It would be wrong. Because they have so much to do
1: with her. So, so much. Um,
0: Do you want to address your concerns for future seasons? So, I have concerns. And those concerns are... Kelsey and I, I can't remember if it was in the episode we published or just, you know, in all of the other chatting we do... Um, had a long exchange about how one of the things we appreciate about her relationship with Ted is that it's never made romantic. Mm-hmm. There's, like, never a romantic suggestion. Right. Which I appreciate, because there's not enough... There's already not enough friendship narrative in the world, but there's specifically not enough man-woman friendship stuff. Yeah. Um, and And especially since, like... Ted is such a caregiver for her, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that you could have two people who could be so vulnerable with each other and also still be so platonic. Yeah. Feels like an important opportunity to me. Agreed. So, we had this whole long conversation about it, how great it was, how much we appreciate it, and then on the second watch, I got to the episode where Rebecca finally fesses up to Ted, and... He, like, stands up from his chair and, like, very pointedly says a whole thing. And then they hug. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember. There's, like, after they break from the hug, there's another two exchanges. And this was, like, the day after you and I had had that conversation. And suddenly the way that scene played to me felt like it left a lot of room for future seasons. And the thing that hadn't occurred to me is that there will be future seasons. Yeah. And that relationships can sometimes take three to six seasons. And so (sighs) I'm concerned that this is a thing that they might try to do, and I just don't want it.
1: I also don't want, like, the power dynamics of it in the workplace.
0: Nope. Nope, nope.
1: I, I mean, they did give Ted, like, Ted slept with her friend, so maybe that's yep. enough for them to never go there, but.
0: Well, even TBD. if they don't go there, one thing I'm afraid of is that they'll do a low-key will they, won't they, where they'll, like, yeah. go on a date just to see, and then they'll decide it's not something they want. And, like, I just want it off the table. I agree. I just want a plain old depiction of, like, a heterosexual pair of opposite genders yep. who can be open and honest with each other and love each other platonically and I don't think that should be too much to ask
1: yeah
0: it's fucking I agree. rude I agree <laughs> if they take that from me I will be very upset <laughs> yeah
1: you know they neither of them needs that
0: no they Not don't at all. They don't. They have other journeys for themselves. Yeah.
1: You know what journey I did love, though, that I want to, as we're talking about Rebecca, I don't want to forget. Hmm. Because I was kicking myself that I didn't talk about it last time. Mm -hmm. um, Is the darts game
0: at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That has stuck with me so hard because it starts out because Rebecca drags Ted to go meet like some co-owners of the team that she hates. And then it turns out that her shady ex-husband has like purchased their shares. So he's the one at the meeting and he's there just sort of like get a rise out of her basically. Yep. And Ted plays it so cool. And <laughs> he, you know, they're at a bar there's a dartboard, and he's like, Oh, do you like darts? And he just, knows exactly what kind of person her ex-husband is. And he just hits him right where he lives. Plays him and like it's, a
0: fucking fiddle.
1: It's just beautiful. And it's not that he, like, tricks him into winning darts to make a bet. And, like, we've seen that a million times, but it's the conversation that he has with him. Yeah. And he just, like, low-key, you know, it's like the whole time he's playing the game, he's telling this little story about... Um, you know, like the people he knew from back home and how they always kind of didn't take him seriously, mm-hmm. um, and belittled him. And he go, he's like, you know what? He like read something about like being curious and he goes, you know, if you were curious, you would have asked me like, you play a lot of darts, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and I would have told you every weekend with my dad (laughs) for my whole childhood and it's just beautiful but he like hits a bullseye like right at that moment there's it's a good payoff but it's i like that they spun this like very typical um scene where it would just be like showing the ex-husband off Mm -hmm. or up and really took it to the level of talking about like feelings yeah. and emotions in. like they that's what we're talking about is when they just take that extra step that they didn't need to take but it adds so much more dimension to it and like i do think about that advice if we'd call it yeah that. <laughs> uh, because i mean you know our podcast <laughs> you know our brand <laughs> yeah Maybe we can all learn from. That Maybe a we can
0: all stand to be a little more curious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although I think we're pretty.
0: Curious. I think we can be. <laughs> I think we can be. I think we can also be pretty quick to shut shit down.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse, which. Yeah. Honestly, the second round of this television show review is uh, some amount of proof
1: of that. Yeah.
0: That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I have
1: been thinking a lot about how I definitely worked for a TED at one point in my life. Oh, yeah? Whose, whose boss was a Rebecca. Oh. And that's been really rattling me. Wow. <laughs> because I was not receptive to the TED vibes <laughs> in any way.
0: I mean, I think that person in an actual workplace would be a very different ball of wax than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that person in a television show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also argue that this workplace as portrayed in the show is not equivalent to the kinds of workplaces that you and I inhabit.
1: Not not recently, but I think I've inhabited a workplace like this. No, I
0: mean, still different, I would say. There are structural things that still make that different. At least one okay. of them being the element of fiction. But Sure, sure. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the other one potentially being a like multi billion dollar international entity. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um while we're on that topic sure. are we ready to
0: pivot to Keely? Yeah, let's talk about Keely.
1: Okay. I know we're gonna have a lot to say about her, but specifically regarding her work life mm-hmm. growth. I just wanted to give Ted Lasso, the entity, some kudos for giving her a real job that is, like, both realistic and important to revenue. Yes. (laughs) Because it would have been... So she basically, halfway through the season, gets a job as the, like, sponsorships person for the team, um and or the players, it's kind of unclear, but she's, like, figuring out what brands they should align with, and, you know, in my experience, at least, like, that's a huge thing that is also kind of new. mm mm-hmm. um, Not in terms of sponsorship, but in terms of, like, specifically for the individual brands of the players and, like, all that stuff, and I was just happy to see them, like, identify that and give her something that was perfectly in line with her life before
0: mm-hmm. joining the team she's because she was... like, an influencer, right?
1: Yeah. And she's clearly good at it to some extent. Like, you can see that she's trying like, yeah, like, saying all the right things. And, like, I just was happy that they gave her something that was real and important and not, like, you can be our... And I'm going to say this with... many grains of salt but like you could be our social media person Uh or like something with that assumed level of fluff whether or not
0: that's real right it wasn't just like we're gonna assume she starts a twitter account and tweets real good and that's what she does
1: yeah yeah so I, i was just happy for her all
0: along they take her so seriously though like it would be so easy for them to make her seem like she's just this like dumb pretty model who hangs out with soccer players.
1: Yes. Um
0: yes. and and even to not take seriously that she's like an Instagram influencer because that's uh-huh. such low hanging fruit in a world that doesn't take women monetizing themselves seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um and they just all along take her so they take the show takes her more seriously than the other characters do at first. Yes. Um. And they bring the other characters up to her level, as opposed to the yeah. other way around. Like, they don't bring her into the, like, corporate structure to make her more serious. She no. enters into it, and then all of the other characters sort of conform to what she brings to the table.
1: Yeah. She's never treated, like, as a, like, part of the Wives and Girlfriends club. Yes. Like yes. She's always... <laughs> just inserting herself into the team, whether she's invited or not.
0: Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I just love it. I can't remember if I said it on the last episode, but I know I've said it to you several times, but it's funny to me because she is like the female mirror image of Ted. Mm -hmm. Like she has that same sort of forceful, but like very authentic Mm -hmm. energy where she just like brings herself everywhere she goes. And she's just like, laying it out for you at all times like this is who I am this is what I'm bringing yep and like I'm here yes (laughs) you will deal with me (laughs) yes Uh, which I think like having I don't think she gets enough credit as like being a structural force that helps Ted be successful just by being there like I think having another person like him Mm -hmm. Um, who's working other angles that he can't work Yeah, Um, you know primarily because he's not banging the soccer players (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, but you know she she does a lot of work like Ted gets a lot of credit for bringing the vulnerability but she does so much work to soften Rebecca and Roy and Jamie Mm -hmm. and that's what ultimately makes them receptive to Ted yeah
1: should we should we talk about her relationship with Roy and how much I live for thing. it this is, it's my it's favorite, Kelsey's thing. favorite thing
0: I just love it so much the thing I appreciate about it is that she at some point identifies that she wants to be with him because he yeah. seems interesting to her and then he's kind of being like a petulant little boy about yeah. many many things So she takes it upon herself to toy with him, but her method of toying with him is to hold him accountable repeatedly. Yep. Yep. And she forces him to, like, come to her and apologize and admit his feelings before they are able to start anything up, which is just, Uh again, a thing they didn't need to find the time to do. No,
1: but they also, like... They make it so good. Like, there's a whole thing where she's mad because he tells her, like, he can't go get coffee with her one day because he's busy. And she gets, like, she thinks he's basically done with her and doesn't want anything to do with her. So she um, goes off and, like, has sex with Jamie Tart. And... She is like, well, and then the next day he says something about like wanting to get dinner with her or something. And she's like, well, wait, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I read that differently. And he goes, no, I said I was busy. And she's like, well, okay, but busy doing what? And eventually it, it comes out. He's like, he set, tells her that he does yoga with elderly ladies <laughs> once a week, and it's because no one knows who he is, and it's really good for his core. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and then one of them was having a crisis about her ex husband, so he had to go out for my ties. And then it was two in the morning. It's <laughs> fucking just amazing. Love.
0: I love everything <laughs> about that. Wouldn't so you deeply. love to be in that yoga group? Like, imagine having Roy can't come out for my ties with you. But they don't know. Who I know. Is, so I know. Right. I know. That's that's what I mean. <laughs> I just I
1: live for it.
0: I, yeah yeah
1: and i i mean like i my signature move on this show is loving any
0: show with a slow burn yes
1: and this definitely fits that bill but not in an annoying way
0: no because it's not very will it's a little will they won't they but like not really because it's not like it doesn't feel like the show has taken a stance of like these two people need to be together because because we said so it's more yeah. like Keely is interested in him but doesn't want to waste her time. Right. And so they work through it.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I also like that Keely has this moment early in the season of being like I'm 30 and I keep dating 23-year-old soccer players yep. just like I did when I was 23 and like maybe I need to think about my life choices. Yeah. Which really like... Starts the whole thing, but it's nice that she has that moment of like
0: growth. Too. She also comes to that moment like more or less independently, with a small plot-related nudge. Yeah, but like relatively small. Yeah, like we don't spend the whole season trying to get her to that point, and like repeatedly ha- watching her make destructive choices. Right, which is also refreshing.
1: I also just like that
0: Roy Kent isn't a bad guy. No, he's just a little emotionally repressed. Which, like, that's fine. Yeah. Who
1: among (laughs) us? (laughs) She'll help him. (laughs) But, like, I feel like it's so rare, especially with, like, the hardened guy on the team who's supposed to be, like, so angry all the time. Like, it's so rare that he's just
0: genuinely
1: a nice guy. Yeah.
0: And that's what I wanted. <laughs> well, not... St- I know this is, like, our Keeley time, and we already had Rebecca time, but that's, like, the thing I appreciate about the uh, Rebecca's arc, and specifically, like, that moment between her and her friend, when mm-hmm. her friend is like, no, you... What is she... She says, like, you climbed every step of that ladder or something. It's-, it's some metaphor. She said, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been locked in an ivory tower, but you climbed that- every step or something That's like what
0: that. it was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Because it's a recognition of, like, you are having emotional problems, but you are still, like, somebody worth loving. Yeah. Like, you just need to work on it.
1: So speaking of tough love. Yes. I need to talk about the Diamond Dogs. Do. Because I am so angry that I left this out. <laughs> it's my favorite, favorite thing Which is that Ted Lasso assembles a team of confidants to help with his love life, and then he forces it upon others. (laughs) And they, there is one part, so it's Coach Beard and then Nate, who I could do a whole episode (laughs) about, and, um, oh my god, what's his name? Rebecca's PR Higgins? or director of something, yeah, Higgins. Thank yeah. you. Um, and <laughs> they all like end up like assembling at the drop of a hat to give advice. And so Roy comes in.
0: I love this. All fired bit. up
1: about about Keely sleeping with Jamie, and he's so mad. And she's like, "You just need to get over it." And so he goes into the into Ted's office, and he's like. I'm just, like, I'm so mad about Keely, whatever. And in a second, like, they all show up, and he goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, so pissed about the whole thing. But they, they're they like, oh, yeah, this is about Keely, right? Oh, yeah. And they give him the advice of basically, like, you're being a baby, get over it. Um, because you weren't in a committed relationship. Like, there were no expectations set that this was off, out of bounds, and you need to get over yourself. And so it's a nice moment of, again, a bunch of men <laughs> talking about feelings and emotions, yes. and giving advice. and um, he goes back to Killy and he goes, "I'm not a baby child."." <laughs> Noticed on the third rewatch of the Diamond Dogs <laughs> initial naming scene is when they're all tossing out names and Higgins and Nate is hungover, which is important to note, and Higgins suggests the Proud Boys, and Nate pukes at that exact moment, <laughs> I, and it's not acknowledged outside of that, and it's
0: beautiful. I caught that on the first watch, and that was really rewarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are, there are, like, a couple other, like, tiny little nuggets that, like, quietly acknowledge the yeah. political landscape, but they don't dwell.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Which is exactly what yes. I
0: want. Yeah.
1: I also, before we wrap
0: up, I, there's a lot of feelings in the, in the last episode. I could do an entire episode on the last episode. That, it brings it all fucking home. It brings it all home.
1: Roy, like, breaks me as oh a god! Be,
0: but There's so much, like, it's, the whole episode is so bittersweet. There's so much tragedy in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the one thing that just lightens my life every single time is when Higgins... <laughs> reveals his first name which is Leslie and he goes I'm what they call a feminine junior my mother was named Leslie <laughs> 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 and I am not recovered yet and I will never recover they give Higgins
0: the Jerry treatment except they do it better yeah. than Parks and Rec yeah. did with Jerry mm-hmm and it's amazing. I mean, that
1: actor is incredible. Oh, he's so good. He's so good, but I, yeah, I'm a feminine junior man. <laughs> That's I can't pretty get good. over it. My name um, can be used for both genders, so I'll keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to see the look on your in-laws' face when you tell them that you're going to have a feminine junior.
1: A feminine junior. Oh my god. It just comes right at the moment when you need it in that episode, too. It's just... It's right after Ted's speech that makes us cry.
0: Yeah. <sighs> it's perfect. That speech hit me just as hard the second time but because it was not as linked to context as it was the first time it was pretty loaded (laughs) yeah (laughs) the second time it was completely a completely different experience and i was not expecting it to still land and it's Mm -hmm. still i still ugly cried in my kitchen
1: oh yeah (laughs) I was unwell when I watched this.
0: Both times I've watched that episode, I've been loading the dishwasher and just ugly crying.
1: <laughs> we'll catch your tears yes.
0: in the dishes. Sorry. Wash my soul clean or something. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I watched I watched the Roy sequence at a difficult moment. <laughs> One time, and it was harder than the other times.
0: Yeah. I'm also very, like, anxious about the Jamie stuff. They left the door open to spend a lot of time on the Jamie stuff.
1: I don't know that I want to go back there. I think there's a lot there. Mm -hmm. And I've seen real life Jamie's turn their life around a little bit in ways that makes me hope for Jamie of Ted Lasso, yeah. but I, I, uh,
0: there's a lot there. I think there. On, on top of like what they give you in terms of like snippets of background for Jamie, there's also, there was more care taken in the um, couple of scenes where Ted has to give like tough love speeches to Jamie one-on-one. Um, that yeah. I appreciated the first time, and I think that's really where they leave some room. Yeah.
1: That's definitely going to be a big
0: thing in season two, I'm sure.
1: I'm a little worried that, like, Roy and Keeley won't be as prominent in season two, and I can't,
0: my heart yeah, can't Yeah, I mean, I said, that. The, we talked about this a lot already, but, like, I would be happy if for the rest of the run of the show, they were the only romantic tension. Although yeah. I...
1: And like that there's not really... Well, that's what I was just about to say is that I wonder
0: (laughs) if they are in a relationship and like how much more room do you think there is for that to be interesting without having to do the tropes of like them getting married and having kids and without doing additional will they, won't they and having their whole plot just being like we're healthy people Or not even healthy, but like we're people in a functional enough relationship where we use our feelings well.
1: I mean, I think what the show does well is like it it keeps it focused on the workplace to some extent. So whether so, like as long as it's framed, there are tertiary stories, but it's not like we're going to go on a very long adventure about their (laughs) wedding planning. Like, if anything, it'll be like one fun episode where they go to their wedding.
0: You know how I feel about TV weddings.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think there could be stuff with, like, is he going to actually retire or is he not? And that could build some tension. Um, You know the
0: thing we didn't talk about between the two of them that I appreciated so much more on the second watch? Is the scene where he's, like, whining because all he is is a soccer player. And she just like calls over his niece and is like tell me everything you know yes. about your uncle mhm mm-hmm. and the kid walks away and she's just like you don't know what anyone thinks of you <laughs> <She's> like... <laughs>
1: she also like calls bullshit for being like oh playing like, oh, yes. living is so hard
0: she does like... that twice and it's my fucking favorite every time she's like oh mm-hmm. uh, I get paid to play a game and I'm mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it is beautiful. beautiful.
1: But I th- yeah, so I think there's enough there that they might be able to handle it. Well, I think that like there could be I don't know, there could be stuff with her job mm. and his job and whether those mingle or not, or, like, he could get sent to another team or he could go play in America and she could be like, what do I do now? You know, I think there's
0: things to do. I feel like I could see them starting the season with him saying he's in retirement and then whether or not he is being a different thing.
1: He could also go into Mm. coaching. He could also do, like,
0: fundraising
1: Mm -hmm. sides of things. Lots of things. I think there's a world where... Roy Kent stays yeah. in the game. We also learned the important fun fact that the person who plays Roy is also on the writing staff. Oh wait, I didn't learn that. Yeah, I told you that. Did I miss I told that, you that, that he, ga- he gained at least three inches of height based on <laughs> yeah. that fact alone. <laughs> He's a story editor, and he also wrote okay. one of the episodes.
0: There's, I, I think you could say this. Which like yeah, adds a I layer. think you could say this about every person on the cast, but. There's so much acting stuff he's doing that, like, like, I think doing the stoic bit can be taken for granted, but he's doing, like, so much Mm -hmm. additional acting behind that.
1: Yes. Well, because he's a softie who's also, like, really tough on the soccer pitch. Maybe? That's the word? And so I think that's, like, a dynamic that you... Have like his play. Because like
0: his feelings like burst out of him and he's like an angry person. And so I think it's like Yeah. He wants to be in touch with his feelings. He just doesn't know how and it's frustrating.
1: <laughs> so he just reads a ring. I eyes.
0: love this scene when he like barges into Ted's office to ask about the book and he's like, Am I supposed to be the little girl?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'd like you to be. <laughs> I'd like you.
0: so great it's so good
1: I also think like we don't I don't know if we talked about this or not but we don't talk enough about the maybe downsides of pro athletes and how like what you do when you're 35 and your career's over or 40 and your career's over like what that looks like and I think that could be fodder for good storytelling yeah
0: for sure I actually, I guess I expected them to do that more in season one on the first watch because they introduced the notion pretty early on that he's old. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I do think that there's interesting stuff to do with that. And I trust them to handle that, which is a rarity.
1: Yeah. I trust
0: them. Yeah. I trust Keeley. Really? This is all about Keeley. I do want to say that I think it's very funny and somehow correct um, in, like, a mirror universe kind of way that, like, you had an immediate connection with Keeley and I had an immediate connection with Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and an interesting yeah. thing that comes up time and time again on this podcast is that... You would think that I would be more of the Keely. I think, just because I, yeah, maybe it's just, I don't know what it is, but I think I am a Rebecca.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm a Keely yeah. but.
0: But, the, but like, she resonates with you. She spoke you. to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm Hell not yeah. strictly speaking a Rebecca, but like, she speaks to me in a, in like yeah. a very specific way. And I just think that's funny. Mm -hmm. I think we are two very funny people. Yeah. That's basically it.
1: (laughs) And we can go on a team trip to Liverpool (laughs) and share a suite and... Yeah. Yeah. Watch videos (laughs) of, of the hotel playing up. That's like my favorite little thing. So funny. Is that she's
0: the pre-recorded loop on the TV. I also really appreciated the little bit that they did where Rebecca is singing, let it go. And it's like her moment, like she's like at this like pinnacle for her story. And then yeah, that's like a metaphor for Ted's internal struggle. And so that's what sets off his panic attack. That was like, that mm-hmm. was so, it struck me on the second watch that that was much smarter than I thought it was on the first watch.
1: I think that episode is special,
0: yeah.
1: and it's it's such a good play on like something that has been done a million times before of like let's go on <laughs> a road trip somewhere, but so different. different. Mm-hmm. That also features Nate's speech.
0: Okay, that's okay. the last thing okay. we can talk about. I promise you'd kick yourself if you didn't get to talk just about gr- Nate. So I didn't talk about this I, last time. Maybe right? I don't know. I don't. I don't think either way. You've gotten love, to talk about I love Nate, Nate, Nate enough.
1: I love Nate so, so much. I love his whole story about being an insecure little boy and then being really, like, growing into his, himself and, like, getting confidence because of Ted's Ted-isms. And <laughs> my favorite instance of this is on that road trip, like, Ted is like, well, you have opinions, right, Nate? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got tons of opinions. And he's like, and you, so you can, you can share them with me. And he's like, hmm, I don't know. And he finally shares them with them. And Ted's like, I, you're right about everything on this paper, but I can't say this to the team. You have to say this to the team. And He's like, oh, God, no, I, I couldn't possibly." <laughs> and he's so nervous. And so he does the pregame speech. And it starts out and he's like, addresses someone. And they're like, yeah, you can do this. You can do this. And he just rips every single person on that team a very new and specific (laughs) asshole and it's so every single
0: one of them is so goddamn fresh it's so
1: funny and it's so unexpected and he's still a little nervous
0: yeah go ahead my favorite is when he gets to roy and roy just like rips it out of his hand and is like say it to my face <laughs> because does. it truly is equal parts, like, I fucking dare you, but also, like, understanding the core of the exercise and to will him. And to like, being
1: like, I'd be so proud yeah, like be you a saying. fucking man. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just so good. And then they win that game because he just fired them up. And then they all respect yeah. him after
0: that. I and love the so bit cute. they do at the beginning of the finale where they fake him out and then tell him he's been made assistant coach.
1: I know. So
0: good. Oh.
1: I also like, there's a little joke in there somewhere where Coach Beard is like, do you want me on my own one outfit? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, I have three of these.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: This is all to say that we love this. Yeah. We just
0: felt like we had to do it again just because we we do love it so much
1: so much and there's so much to say. If anyone wants to come on and be a third chair we'll talk we will. about it. For a third it's not time. <laughs> unusual for us to
0: after we record an episode for something we're particularly feeling about to spend several days on Slack just being like, "Oh, I forgot to talk about this." Or, "Oh, we forgot to yeah. talk about this." And like have a whole separate episode just in Slack. <laughs> yeah. But I think it deserved a second highlight.
1: Yeah, this is pretty unprecedented yeah.
0: for us, but
1: it's so worth it. We've
0: we could we talk keep more going. About show for, we have like, more to hours. say.
1: Um, but we would we've already. Be I think spoken really for... threatening the length of the entire <laughs> just series. Just to say, I
0: think we've already done like two episodes of Showtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. On mm-hmm. that note, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us who on Ted Lasso you love the most and what name you would choose for a feminine junior. <laughs> and also why that character is
0: Roy Kent. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, also that.
1: Also <laughs> that. <laughs> Sometimes I just type Roy Kent in our slag. it's,
0: it's, it's right. right. That 10% number I quoted earlier is not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it's basically the Roy Kent appreciation channel with the occasional podcast scheduling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, if you would like to talk to us about other things, you can find us on Twitter at Hate With Us, or you can email us, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. You can visit our website, hatewatchwithus.com, and contact us. I did not say connect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is that everything? Yeah. I think Um. If you would like to find some of our friends, we are members of a network of podcasts, and you can find them and tell them how Roy Kent should be their favorite character as well over at Mm -hmm. Thought Bubble Audio. That's the name of the network. I forgot to tell you that part up front. Anyway, you can find them at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, ThoughtBubbleAudio at gmail.com, at ThoughtBubbleFM on Twitter, and you can look them up on Patreon and give them good, good money to pay for all of our servers to keep good good podcasts like this going
1: yeah if you would renew Roy Con- Roy-, Roy Kent's contract
0: <laughs>
1: what would you pay <laughs> put that into Patreon
0: basically ask yourselves how much is Roy Kent worth to me and- oh god I would be so poor <laughs> don't do that
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah um thanks for listening to us talk about ted last for a second, for a second time.
0: time if there's anything else we should talk about for a second time let us know that too because we'd do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd probably do it we would totally do it <laughs> mama mia how many more times could i t- oh my god did you know i'm still not done talking about eurovision Oh my god. (laughs) Kirstie found new things to talk about. (laughs) I found new things to talk about, and also my husband's been spontaneously listening to Ava today, so.
1: Oh, that's like normal in my house. Yeah, but
0: he's new to the game. I'm so happy. Anyway.
1: Because no one doesn't like (laughs) Ava.
0: We saw a tweet this week that was like there are two kinds of people in this world people who like Ava and people who are lying. And I just, I think you guys out there as we sign off today need to really examine that within yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. And
0: on that note. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.